Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode 32 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast, presented by Double L Sports Network. I am your host, Lauren Leash, once again, and as usual, joined by Mark Allen. Mark, when I think of the number 32, I think of Ricky Craven, Corey LaJoy now, and then at the local level, I think of the showstopper, Mike Meyerhofer Jr., and also Phil Maloof. Man, you took all the good ones, uh... You didn't forget about the, uh, the old time school. How about Ye Schultz, Boo Schultz, up at Shano? He was a regular old dirt driver up there uh, in the thirty-two car. I grew up on that guy. Yeah, actually, my old uh, my old boss. That was her dad. Uh, so we had some good times talking about that. After you would fill me in on a couple of those details that I wasn't around for. I was a more of a Boo Schultz back in the day, you know, because <laughs> I, I liked the Smith boys, you know, and J.J. and Jerry ran up at Shano, and, you know, them uh, Shano guys, they tried to protect their uh, their turf up there, and, and they raised a, a little on the tough side up there, and uh, so, but, uh, yeah, it, the crowd would really roar up there at the fairgrounds yelling, yay, Schultz, Boo Schultz, and uh, I grew up on that stuff, that's good stuff there. When I also think about the 32, I think about Bobby Hamilton Jr. as well comes to mind. And then also uh, Dick Brooks was on that list too. A couple of good names there. Ricky Craven when he beat Kurt Busch back at Darlington. And he beat him by a coat of paint, you know, so <laughs> that, that's good stuff. 32 right there. Yep, he's the first one I think of too, that tide ride. The tide ride, yep, yep. Well, championship weekend this weekend at Phoenix Raceway. We were looking forward to this all year, and it didn't disappoint. No, not Phoenix. We were all looking forward to that. Bittersweet, though. It's the end of the season, but uh, definitely got our popcorn ready and get ready for the, uh, for the truck race on Friday night. Yep, so the trucks were first here. Grant Enfinger and Zane Smith brought them to green. Enfinger slides back on the start a little bit. Creed took advantage but Zane Smith was your leader early and dominated stage one. Just can't understand no competition caution again in the truck series. All of a sudden, no practice, and and uh, all of a sudden, hey, no comp caution. I, I was kind of, kind of surprised by that. Yeah, absolutely, as was I. I thought that was going to come there. But, you know, this is a theme that we've seen at least the last few weeks in the playoffs. Someone just dominates the first stage. Yeah, well, they did dominate. There was only 19 trucks left on the lead lap after the first uh, first uh, stage. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so there was a little bit of domination that was going on on the first stage there. Yep, and then Sheldon Creed wins the race off of Pitt Road. Uh, Sheldon Creed and Moffitt bring them back to green. Creed took it there. Then Moffitt took it on lap 75 from Sheldon, and he maybe had a little pick to help him. You know... Um, Think about running that stage and they all want to go off on six wide and you see how dirty that dog leg was. It was unbelievably dusty. They said the wind was blowing out there and it was making it dirty. But do um, you think that they would actually clean the track up a little bit more than that? Once when they're going six, maybe seven wide on those restarts, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It's pretty wild seeing them go through the dog leg, especially on the restarts. Man, uh, you just see the sparks fly, especially at night, and they are fanned out. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they were starting to use some of that, that PJ1 
I'm going to call that right this time. Because uh, two weeks ago, I was called that J- JP1, if, if people were paying attention to that. And JP1, and maybe the reason why I got into that was because uh, back when I was in the Navy, I used to pump uh, fuel on, the, on a ship, and it was called JP5. And JP is jet propulsion, and I, I I called JP, and Lauren was just going along with that, you know. And after we kind of listened to the podcast later, we found out that it's really called PJ One, and uh, so we got that we got that set there. But actually, they were actually using that more in Turn One and Two at Phoenix all weekend long. It, it actually changed the characteristics of that track all weekend long, where that was laid down. Oh, it sure did. You saw the people run the high side more often than not, and it seemed like the guys that did use the bottom just really struggled. At first, yeah, yeah. But uh, over in 3 and 4, they used the low groove, and then in 1 and 2, they're using the high groove. And i got to pay attention to what I'm saying about corners there because <laughs> 1 and 2 used to be 3 and 4, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, like they were saying... Darlington 15 years ago, I, I still can't get those uh, numbers straight on that racetrack either. They kind of turn, turn the track around. Yep. Uh, one and two will always be three and four to me, and three and four will be one and two for me forever. So I'm sure we'll mess that up at some point, as a lot of people do. But uh, Brett Moffitt was your winner for stage two. Uh, Grant Enfinger actually got damaged when they checked up on pit road. Friesen got in the back of him a little bit. Um, you know that pit road's tight. You know they showed the twenty one. His right front front tires had cords hanging off of it. You know, so um, um, there was some tire wear that was going on for what was going on on the on the uh, track there. So there was some tire wear, but uh, definitely the twenty one at that time was the fastest one in that stage. And then Moffitt and Smith bring them back to green. Moffitt easily held the lead. Then a caution with 47 to go. Carson Hosevar uh, crashed there, had some big damage. He had a flat right rear tire on that on that vehicle. Yeah, it, it crushed that truck. It, it definitely was done for the evening. Moffitt and Creed brought them back to green after that. Moffitt again holds it. Then a caution with three to go. It was pretty, I don't want to say boring, but pretty status quo. From that green flag to the three to go, and you thought Brett Moffitt was going to win. Awesome, the caution comes out. Dawson Cram went around. He actually cleared himself off the corner and was not clear. Unfortunate event that happens there, but something as a fan, you know, you gear up now. What's going to happen? Who's going to pit? Who's not? How's this restart going to look? And it certainly spiced things up at the end. <laughs> spiced things up, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, you just can't finish a race off like that. And, you know, um, Moffitt probably was going to win just because he had Jimmy Johnson colors, you know. That yeah. truck did look sharp. And you could just see the dejection in his in his face when that happened. And and it was like, who was going to pit and who wasn't? And, it, yeah, it spiced it up all right. It, it made the whole race. And a lot of leaders pit. I did not necessarily expect that, but they did. Uh, Moffitt was one that stayed out. Enfinger stayed out. Enfinger didn't have any tires left. Uh, he tried a different strategy, and it was going to work okay with him. He was going to finish second, but wasn't going to be the winning move, unfortunately. But, uh, man, Creed and Smith would start 8th and ninth, respectively, with Moffin and Enfinger bringing them back in overtime. It was a crazy restart. 
Moffitt was in trouble. He actually got a decent uh, restart, but then when they kind of went through the dogleg is when he started losing the ground there. Yeah, I don't know if he got hit in the back end, you know, or if he uh, just kind of spun and it was crazy. It was just like six wide. It looked like a horse race is what it looked like going into that corner. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was crazy. And it's... Uh, it uh, all worked out. They all came out the back end of it, and nobody uh, got into each other. It's amazing. Yeah, it looked like Ben Rhodes uh, got into him just a little bit shortly after the start there, and uh, wasn't very good for Moffat, unfortunately. But uh, Creed takes the lead just before the white flag. Zane Smith was up to second, but Sheldon Creed takes the win and the championship. An amazing finish. Sheldon Creed was a guy who I picked to win going into the weekend. I think you did too, Mark. And he really was okay, pretty good, but wasn't going to win the race until that caution came out. That certainly helped him. It seemed like he didn't have the long speed, long long speed, long lap uh, race truck. But when on that restart, he took that inside off that apron and, uh, and he made that work. And that truck was a rocket. On, on brand new tires and he made that work and you and i were talking during this race and you and i both had the same thought that this is going to set the tone for the rest of the weekend if the other races went into overtime that you were going to have to come and get tires yeah, and that you, was yep. that was a sure thing yep you knew that even even with two laps to go that you actually had to have fresh tires it really mattered a lot so Zane Smith comes home second, uh, Chandler Smith third, Christian Eckes fourth, Rafael Lassard fifth, Stuart Friesen sixth, Ben Rhodes seventh, Ingram eighth, Gilliland ninth, and Moffitt rounds out the top ten there. The championship standings look like Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, Brett Moffitt, Grant Enfinger, of course those are the four, and then Crafton, Austin Hill, Ben Rhodes, Christian Eckes, Tyler Ingram, and Todd Gilliland. Before we go into the championship, um, I got something interesting about the championship, how it ended up here. Let's go into Brett Moffitt. He was very dejected after the race, as you can imagine. He was a few laps away from winning the championship. He had some interesting comments after. He said they couldn't call a race to save their lives. It happened all year, and it cost us a championship. And then he was asked about what he overcame over the season and all that, and he said... I guess if broken legs isn't enough of a handicap, race strategy is. He was glad the season was over. Very, very strong comments there and very dejected, obviously, as anyone would be. I found the comments a little interesting. I thought Brett Moffitt is one that's usually very gracious and very very all that, but you could tell this one certainly weighed on him. And a guy that we've been a fan of for a long time after he came up to WIR and will always be a fan of him, but... um, some interesting comments out of them after the race. Well, I'll tell you, 30 seconds after you get out of the truck, they stick a camera in your face, you know, and you, and you make comments like that. Um, you definitely know that you're just dejected. <laughs> just, it, you, you work your whole season, and, and it was, the, the whole thing was set for him. It was, it was all wrapped and bold and ready to go, and he had a four-and-a-half-second lead, and all of a sudden three to go, all of a sudden a caution comes out. And then to stay out on old tires and, it sure uh, showed that. You know, even Enfinger stayed out, and he finished 13th in that race, and it's just, like, unbelievable how the uh, how the tires and it worked. It just – but when somebody makes a comment like that, it's just like you <laughs> – he was – you could just see he was just uh, 
mm, bummed out, man. <laughs> he, yeah. It was all in his grasp, and it all went away. Yeah, uh, even I was sitting there like, I'm happy for Sheldon, but I really feel bad for Brett because he had earned it up to that point, and unfortunately it just didn't go his way. And quite frankly, that's what the format brings, right? It's who makes the right call at the right time in the last race if you're there, and that's just this format. But I say Zane Smith had the vehicle all night long. For a short run, long run, Zane Smith was there, and it seemed like that was the truck that was there, and he just fell one one position short, so he finished in second. But, um, yep, kudos kudos to Creed. Uh, he uh, he earned it. Uh, he took off like a rocket on that head position, and he won that race and got a good championship. Yeah, and another thing before we talk about the championship standings there is Brett Moffitt doesn't know what he's doing next year. Has not signed a deal. Uh, most of the GMS drivers have. So that also weighed on him, I'm sure, after he got out of the truck. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. it's it's You know, when you win a championship, that sure opens a lot of doors. You know, so we'll see where that goes. And we, and I said this before on a previous podcast, too. I think he deserves to be at the top level. Cup Series, I think he has a ton of talent. He's earned it. Great guy. And I think he's a guy that deserves to be up there. No better guy that I, than I can think of that would be up there. And hopefully he makes his ascend again up to that level. But uh, talking about the championship standings. So we just went through them a little bit ago. And you know what? There was one thing in the standings that I took a quick peek at. Ben Rhodes and Christian Eckes, they finished uh, 7th and 8th, respectively. Did you know that Ben Rhodes only beat Eckes in the standings by two points? Now you think about that accident coming down in late in that race affecting the standings. Ben Rhodes beat him by two points. So I've, I kind of saw that and was like, wow. Every point matters, man. That's how that works. Yep. Course, we're talking about the accident there at uh, Texas when Eckes got turned by Ben Rhodes. Sure, you know, so races that were a couple races back that all ends up in the formula to how it, how it finishes off. Yeah, um, so let's uh get into the Xfinity series now. They were the second race of the weekend at Phoenix. Uh, Justin Allgaier and Chase Briscoe would lead them to green. Allgaier took it from the jump. There was an early caution. Lap three, Jeffrey Earnhardt hits the wall after an issue. Well, he said it burped, I guess, or it uh, it stalled, and then uh, uh, the 74 came up. Uh, Curry came up and booted him and put him uh, rear end into the front front wall, and but he he was able to continue on, but uh, um, kind of early <laughs> lap three, and that that was a caution already. And then Justin Allgaier and Briscoe lead them back to green on lap seven. Briscoe was able to take it, but actually what first happened was Sindrick got to Allgaier's inside, and that kind of opened the door for Briscoe to go to the outside there. So Briscoe took the lead. Sindrick went to position two, though. But Briscoe brushed the wall on lap 17, was able to hold off Sindrick, but you could tell right there when Sindrick was pressuring him that Sindrick was going to be a tough customer all night long. Yeah, but uh, it seemed like with Briscoe, it looked like he was experimenting. He was just, he was trying this little angle, and he was trying this way, just like he was, it looked like he was testing to see what his car was going to do, and that one time he just overdrove it just a little bit, and he just scraped the back bumper on the right side, so he didn't cause no damage on his car. No, it was just a little brush, but uh, 
Competition caution then comes out on lap 21. Uh, Briscoe and Sindrick chose the outside for this restart. So Briscoe and Allgaier brought them back to green on lap 27. Briscoe took it there, then a caution on lap 29, so just a few laps later again. A couple of cars were around in the wall in turns 1 and 2. Yeah, the 61, 5, 93, 90, and they, they blamed Gregson for that. And they said Gregson kind of put himself into a position that was there, and then when he did a replay, that was far from what was the truth. That was Gregson was way up front. This was more at the back of the pack, and they all got together. And, um, it was Mills and Marlin, Martins, and uh, Vargas was involved with that, and they all kind of wadded him up over into, into turn. That would be turn number one. <laughs> I know. Got to think about that. I had it wrote down as one and two here, but I had to make sure I was thinking about it correctly. <laughs> um, so Briscoe and Elgar bring them back to green on lap 35, but under that caution, Briscoe's team was thinking that the pace car didn't have the right speed when they uh, did the tack situation. So Briscoe was kind of worried about that going down pit road in the future. And uh, Briscoe was able to hold the lead there and barely won stage one over Cindric. What a battle that was. But the tack issue, that had me concerned right off the bat when you heard that. Well, during the caution during that uh, pile up there, um, Haley got into Gregson. You know, them, them two didn't kind of had a little disagreement there. And, and uh Haley's uh, crew chief was, or no, his spotter was going crazy, and the driver actually had to calm him down. And uh, I thought Haley could have cut a run fright tire down when mm -hmm. he went into the side of him. I thought, holy smokes, dude, what are you doing? You know, but uh, um, Gregson had nothing to lose and uh, had to realize what was going on there. But uh, I thought that was just a, a little aggressive for what was going on, and that, that happened during a caution. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting moment there as well. Uh, Briscoe's speed on pit road was going to be interesting here, as we just mentioned. Uh, he was a little slow, it looked like, so you knew that would be a factor all night. Tommy Joe Martins actually stayed out, so him and Elgeyer bring them back to green on lap 64. Elgeyer takes it, but then Briscoe took it uh, back from him, but then Elgeyer took it right back. It was a good battle between Elgeyer and Briscoe. There was a good battle going on through that whole time through that series of the race. And then Ross Chastain had a pit with a loose wheel. Uh, good battle for the lead between Elgar and Sindrick as well. Elgar was able to hang on until the caution on lap 75. Tommy Joe Martins blows up. Yeah, at that time. You know, and about 10 laps before that, all of a sudden I said, hey, they're shifting off a of turn, of turn four. And uh, about 10 laps later, all of a sudden, then the announcers finally fell into that and said, hey, look, at they're, they're shifting off there. And then when the tires got older... Later in the race, they were actually, they were shifting off a of turn two also. Yeah, you know, I had that in my mind coming into the weekend. Were they going to shift? Because we've seen that, especially in three and four before in the past, that they would uh, they would shift there before the start-finish line. Mm, yep, so that, yep, something that you pay attention to. Elgeyer and Grigsum bring them back to green on lap 81 then, which was 10 to go in stage two. Elgeyer took it. But Sindrick took the lead, coming back to seven to go, and Sindrick wins stage two. Yes, he did. That was uh, that was starting to show that that was going to be the dude that you had to beat that day, right there. Yep, I agree. And uh, Jones and Elgeyer bring them back on lap 99. Elgeyer took it, and then Sindrick takes the lead on lap 131. Briscoe brushed the wall again. 
And then here starts the green flag pit stops. Elgeyer pits with 40 to go. He was the first of the championship four. Caution on lap 171 with 30 to go. Uh, Sindrick and Elgeyer were on the lead lap due to them pitting and getting back up there, but Briscoe and Haley were not. You know, Elgeyer had had the car for 20 laps. And then after that, he did not have a long run race car after that. And then the, the 22 of Cindric, he was uh, he had the long run car. And that's where it kind of showed through that whole sequence. And that caution came out because Joe Graff Jr. hit the wall. Uh, Cindric stayed out under this caution. Justin Allgaier pits. And then a caution with three to go. Uh, Chase Briscoe spun. Um, Cindric thought maybe it was on purpose. His team thought, did he do it on purpose? But you could tell from the in-car cam that that right rear or something, it smoked and all of a sudden he went around and brushed the wall there. It was a tough night for Chase Briscoe. Uh, personally, I don't think he did anything wrong there. I think he did have an issue with the car, but some people were questioning it to begin with. I think after more people saw that, that they knew something was wrong that with the car. It definitely was a deal of loose end. And Lucid is so unpredictable and it's so hard to control. And that's exactly what happened with Briscoe there. Yep, so Sindrick and others pit under this caution. Sindrick would come out third. Justin Algar stayed out. I believe they were out of tires at that point. Uh, Algar and Chastain brought them back to green. Algar hung on for a little bit, but then Gregson took the lead. And Sindrick eventually passed Gregson to win the race and the championship. That Gregson, when they came off to come into the white flag... He gave just enough room to them to have. He would have went up and he would have squeezed um, Cindric. That could have been catastrophic. Um, <laughs> I was amazed, you know, that Gregson gave him just enough room because uh, Cindric was going to put it right through the middle and he was going to try to win that race. And it all worked out. Thank God there wasn't no hard feelings on that because that could have been really, that could have been a super bad incident right there if Gregson would have gave enough room. Yes, it could have been. Uh, so Cindric takes the win. Gregson was second. Brandon Jones third. Michael Lynette fourth. Justin Elgar rounds out the top five. Then Harrison Burton, Ross Chastain, Justin Haley, Chase Briscoe, and Jeremy Clements. The championship standings were Cindric, Elgar, Haley, Briscoe, your top four. Then Gregson, Jones, Chastain, Burton, Annette, Sieg, Brown, and Herbst, all your playoff drivers there in the top 12. Uh, Mark, uh, great great Xfinity Series. Uh, Briscoe's the only one really moving on, so there's going to be a lot of talent hanging around. You and I said at the beginning of the year that maybe not a lot of talent in the Xfinity Series. We couldn't have been more wrong. No, no, and, and it's going to build, and it's going to be better for next year. You know, uh, Cindric said, he goes, hey, from the night before when Creed changed tires, why can't, why can't we, you know? And so that's exactly, the, that was his plan from watching the truck race. So you definitely knew that later on for even the cup race, I'm sure in the back of their mind, that if it came down to two laps to go, you had to have fresh tires. But uh, hey, heck of a burnout, huh, with that, yeah. with that, uh, <laughs> um, he blew that whole left side mm -hmm. of that, that Mustang off. Yep. And, uh, you know, Briscoe, I think, would have won if he would have had that Mustang uh, emblem on his front hood. I noticed that was missing. You know how much that, with that tail on that Mustang, how that could just arrow, put the air off the front like that? I was noticing that, like, uh, hey, that's missing. I always watch for that on those uh, 
on those Fords there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you, te- you, th- you tend to think that that had more of a factor than I do, but maybe it did. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you may even know more than I do, but um, Ford, Ford logo's missing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you have to look on the racetrack and maybe that, uh, that emblem's laying against the wall or something. I don't know if he started with that on the hood and it was gone, but I noticed that the, the Mustang pony itself on the grill was missing and uh, I'm sure that hurt Briscoe <laughs> hugely how's that so. <laughs> well um, yeah great Xfinity series it'll be fun to watch them going forward here as it will the trucks as, as well uh, cup series then today Sunday's race uh, championship four going into it Chase Elliott Joey Logano Brad Kozlowski and Denny Hamlin uh, Chase Elliott had a start in the back he failed pre-race pre-race tech two times uh and then alan gustafson actually said it was something silly that they failed for and that uh he wasn't really worried but you looked it up and it didn't say why and i've tried to find that all afternoon and still right now i do not know what he uh what he failed and i'm sure all of a sudden there'll be a fifty thousand dollar final because come rolling especially two times so I'm sure there's going to be a fine that's going to be coming out of that. So who knows? Well, they're lucky that they didn't fail more because all of a sudden they fail, I think it's once more, and a crew member gets ejected. And can you imagine having a crew member ejected the day of the championship race? That could hold major implications. But they didn't seem like they let it bother them. Chase was kind of happy about it. So, well, guess what? We're going to find out how our car acts in traffic ahead of the other guys that were out front. And so um, he got his feet wet in that first stage trying to come up through the pack. Oh, yeah. So then that put Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski, the Penske teammates in the championship four, on the front row to bring them to green. Joey took it early. Good battle between Brad and Denny for second. Denny tried to slide job Brad at one point, got super loose, and Brad got back by. You know, and by that time, Chase was up to 22nd on lap 10. And by lap 20, he was already up to 13th. So that kind of showed right there just how uh, how well put together the nine was moving up through the pack. Yep, there was a competition caution on lap 31. Chase was up to 10th at that point. Pretty impressive. I, I was amazed that he made it up that far in that short of time. It looked like uh, the 66 hill was really smoking out of the uh, differential and it looked like he might have been putting some fluids down so that might have even threw a caution at the time but the comp caution hit at the same time when Hill's uh, rear end looked like it was kind of leaking. And then Joey and Denny bring them back to green on lap 37. Joey takes it. Uh, Brad had a slow pit stop on that yellow. Um, yeah that's for sure after that but Boy, the 11 sure came alive after that pit stop. And that just, you know, Logano took off like a jackrabbit that first stage. But after that, uh, Hamlin was there, and he uh, definitely got that car adjusted to where it should should been. He sure did. Uh, Joey Logano wins stage one. All of the championship four were in the top four. Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski in that order. Logano and Hamlin would bring them back to green on lap 84 with Joey Logano taking the lead. Then Joey thought he might have a loose wheel, and that's when you really saw the 11 start to pressure him. And you started seeing the 22s starting to struggle, you know. From from the whole time he was dominating, all of a sudden it looked like there was a little kink in the armor there. 
And then maybe Denny, maybe Denny Hamlin was a little too patient with Joey Logano because Chase Elliott got by Denny when he tried to pass Joey at one point. Then Chase takes the lead on lap 121, very close racing, and that's when Joey Logano fit in a hole that I wasn't sure was there in between Chase Elliott and, and uh, Joey Logano. That's when there. Jeff Burns said, slide or, job, slide job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on the uh, the. Old front stretch, I guess you'd call it back stretch now. Uh, Joey fit in the hole between Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin. Man, you and I looked at each other like, whoa. It was tight, man. Like, there's a hole there, but, uh, yeah, they made it work. Uh, Brad Kozlowski also had a vibration and had a pit. Uh, Brad drives past Hamlin. Due to pitting early, can Chase and Denny track him back down was my thought, and they sure did. Chase and Denny got backed by Brad eventually. Then there was a caution on lap 161 when James Davidson brushed the wall. James Davidson, he always seems to bring a caution out these days. Uh, Kurt Busch and Austin Dillon only took two tires on this pit stop. They would come off first and third respectively. Chase Elliott came off second there. Uh, Kurt and Chase bring them back to green on lap 168, which was 23 to go in the stage. Chase takes it, but Kurt did a pretty good job there for a while. Yeah, he was up there and kind of mixed it up for a little bit. Only on two tires, so yeah, he made it work. And um, the three faded after that. Austin Dillon, he faded, but uh, at least uh, uh, Kurt Busch, he actually hung, he hung in there with him. Yep. Uh, Brad ended up taking the lead, coming back to lap 174. Chase took it back 10 laps later on lap 184. Brad won stage two on a last corner pass. It was a great battle. That was a slide job. And then he says, well, maybe he showed his colors too early. And I just like, whatever. That was a power move, and it was really cool. And Brad made it stick, and it was all right to win stage two. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was. you know, when you thought Chase got by Brad, you thought, well, this is over. Chase going to run away with it. Uh-uh. No. It was not the case at all. Uh, Chase did win the race off of Pit Road, so him and Joey bring them back to green on lap 201. Uh, Chase takes it, but close racing between the other top four there on that restart. Again, they were fanning five, six wide. It was interesting. Yeah, we, we got into a nice long run, 45-lap run there. And then uh, all of a sudden we started hearing Denny Hamlin complain about his brakes getting soft. Yep. And then uh, Joey and Denny were the first to pit on lap with with 54 to go. And then Chase and Brad pit the next lap. You knew this was going to be the crucial period. Whoever pulled to pull the cord first, the other ones were going to was going to follow through. And and they and you, you noticed real uh, if you looked real close, you see the PJ one that was being just absolutely abused all weekend long in one and two. It was slowly starting to wear out. And you can start seeing guys that were actually taking a different line. They were cutting off in turn two. It looked like they were using the PJ1 just to kind of set the car, and then they would dime in the corner and shoot down low so that they would come down the backstretch. Joey passes Chase after the stops. Brad had a very bad pit, pit stop. We'll get into that here in a second. Uh, Chase took the lead away from Joey Logano with 42 to go on lap 170. That was close racing as well. At one point, it looked like Chase shoved Joey into the into three and four a little bit there. It was uh, it was good stuff. There was some tapping and touching and just, <laughs> but he but he pinched him, you know. But he got the lead, and uh, yeah, he forced the twenty two on that one. 
and Chase sets sail from there. Chase Elliott goes on to win the race, win the championship as well. He is the third youngest champion, uh, only to Jeff Gordon and Bill Rexford. Uh, third cup champion uh, from Georgia, Tim Flock and his father Bill were the other two. And he is now the third father-son duo to win a Cup Series championship. Uh, Lee Petty and Richard Petty were the first. Then Ned Jarrett and Dale Jarrett were second. Now Bill and Chase Elliott are the third. Some quite cool facts there when you start looking at the history of the sport. You know, we were getting there at 30 to go, and there's going to be another caution. You know, also we got down to 20. You know there's going to be another caution. Then it got down to 10 to go. You know this is going to happen. And it was surprising, but they went all the way without caution to the end. And, uh, you know, that, that race finished up, man. I'm, I had goosebumps after that one, man. That was a good one. That was a dang good race. Um, Logano, Logano got in with lap traffic, and he ended up having to drive down low. And that, that just screwed him because he was driving up high all day. And then finally once when he got down low, and it was just too loose for him down there, and he couldn't keep up with Chase. Yep, that certainly didn't help, Joey. And you and I were both looking here and saying, "Well, this this could be it here." But you thought the last, you thought a late race caution was going to happen, especially after the first two races of the weekend didn't come, as you mentioned. Um, man, what a what a great weekend! Uh, Chase Elliott is also the thirty fourth different driver to win a Cup Series championship. Now, um, Brad Kozlowski finished second, Joey Logano third, Denny Hamlin fourth. Jimmy Johnson, 5th, Ryan Blaney, 6th, Kevin Harvick, 8th, um, Matty D, Matty D, 8th, excuse me, William Byron, ninth, and Martin Truex, 10th. Uh, the championship, Chase Elliott, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick were the top five there. Of course, the first four were your championship four. Then you had... Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Kurt Busch, Austin Dillon, Clint Boyer, Matt DiBenedetto, William Byron, Eric Almirola, and Cole Custer, who were the playoff drivers. Cole Custer, of course, will be the rookie of the year as well because of this system. You might see a change coming in the near future with that. Um, Mark, the Elliots, uh, Chase winning now. And you think back a few years ago, Chase wins that Xfinity Series championship. Before that year started, he didn't know what he was going to do. Napa came on board with him to go to Junior Motorsports. He wins the championship there. Uh, fast ascend for Chase in the Cup Series. You know, and I, hey, I was a Bill Elliott fan from way back when, when he drew, drove the Coors car. You know, and I always remember him with his little boy, you know, <laughs> just this little, little boy, five, six years old, and walking around on pit road, you know, and that's little Chase, and... He's grown up, and look at him. He's a, he's a champion today, man. That's pretty cool. And Brad Keselowski, let's not forget, he finished uh, in between two and a half and three seconds back. That bad pit stop had him five seconds back at one point. If he has a decent stop, is he the champion? Yeah. yeah. We'll never know. But, but he was just as fast. If you looked at the clock uh, as uh, the timing, um, Brad was just as fast as Chase, but he was just... Three, four seconds too far back, and he just never could gain. It would have been interesting if they would have uh, uh, had a caution at the end, and then we would have seen what would have happened. Hey, how about Jimmy Johnson on a fifth place, yeah. man? And that was really cool. And yeah, really they got cool. to lay side by side and shake each other's hands, and and uh, that was just all around cool stuff. But they're saying maybe that's passing the torch, you know, from the 48 to the 9 team. So we'll see. But uh, pretty, pretty super good stuff. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it was pretty cool to see, you know, Jimmy Johnson was just excited for Chase as he would anyone else. And you've heard that over the years, that Jimmy Johnson was just this person that not only celebrated his own successes, but celebrated yours maybe even more than his. And just a great guy on and off the track. He's a guy that, I'll be honest, I wasn't a fan of all the time with him winning, but a guy that I've always respected, and what a career for him. Absolutely. He's not going to go away. He's still going to he's still going to be running the uh IndyCar race and uh and I I could still see him coming back and still trying to run a NASCAR race. They might just come around and build a car for him and say, "Hey, how would you like to try this?" but if it doesn't clash with some of his weekends, we'll see. But uh yeah, heck of a career for Jimmy Johnson. That's pretty good stuff. And you think about it, I was wondering the whole time after he got through the Jimmy Johnson stuff, when's the Chad Knauss thing coming? Because Chad Knauss' last race as a crew chief, as of right now anyway, was today as well. And you think about the history that they both have. <laughs> it's hard to fathom, really, to, you know, Chad missed, I believe it was one or two of the races there that Jimmy won, but... Seven championships together, the best crew chief and driver duel in history, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we were talking about crew chiefs, and, you know, this Gus was in it. Uh, holy smokes. I mean, he is the top-of-the-line top dude right now these days, too. Yeah, and it's weird because you would see a lot of on social media saying that Alan Gustafson has cost Chase Elliott some wins here. I disagree with that. There's just, you know, you're on one side or the other of the call. Only one person wins, but he could be the next one coming up here that him and Chase are going to have a long career together. You never know. Allen's been at it for a long time as well. Has has had some great drivers drive for him and all had success with him. So we'll see what happens here. But another driver that ended his career today and will be going into the TV booth is Clint Boyer. And Clint Boyer had a decent day as well today. But uh, him and Jimmy go out on the same race, and Clint was always fun to watch as well. You know, Clint was there. We, there was glimpses also. Hey, look, look who's there. He, he was there. And we said, wow, Jimmy Johnson and Clint fighting it out at the end would have been pretty cool too. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Clint in the, in the uh, him and Jeff Gordon should be awesome in the, in the Fox booth next year. Something to look forward to. And Steve Letarte said this on the telecast today. He said, Dale Jr., I don't know about you, but sitting on my couch for the Daytona 500 with Clint Boyer in the booth, <laughs> I'm about ready to see that, what happens there. And You know, you saw it a little bit with the iRacing thing happen, and sometimes with the Xfinity Series when Clint would go up there. Just an awesome guy to have in the booth. Unbelievable. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's next for him up there as well. Well, you know, that's uh, it, it looks like it's something that's just made for him, that, that should actually work out for him. And it's, it looks like it's going to be a perfect fit, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see where that goes, but it's something to look forward to, yeah. yeah. It's going to be good. Well, Mark, uh, great weekend that we were looking forward to. Uh, we're going to do a season recap here in a few weeks. We're going to focus on the Snowball Derby here coming up, which runs in a couple weeks, so we'll focus on a NASCAR one in between. We're hoping to do some driver interviews for the Snowball Derby preview that we're going to do and go from there but an awesome nascar season can't wait to recap it and go through the things that we saw and kind of forget about as the season goes on it seems like the daytona 500 was years ago at this point it's been a tough year you know we started out you know it was going good and then we got 
we got tripped up here with this this stupid virus. I'll, I'll call it that. It's stupid. And uh, but uh, we got through it. We got a season in. It worked. Uh, we got the local stuff in. People made it all work. And and uh, hopefully we can get through this winter and this stuff can go away and we can get back to normal. Yeah. Congratulations once again to Sheldon Creed, Austin Sindrick, and Chase Elliott and all of their teams on the great years in the championship seasons. Mark, thank you for joining me once again. This has been a blast, as we've said multiple times here, and I look forward to seeing what we have next. Again, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Double L Sports Network. That is LL Sports Network. Look for us to see what we have coming up here. A couple of polls we've put out there. We'll post some videos out, podcasts, and interviews. It's uh, really a fun thing that we got going on. And thanks, thanks for following us. Thanks for listening. And uh, Mark, any closing thoughts here? Hey, if you want your racing fix, man, we're going to try to keep this going this winter, and we're going to see if we can talk to some drivers and get out some information and everything. So uh, hang with us. Uh, um, let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, yeah. You know, winter can be a long time, <laughs> and sometimes I racing ain't just enough. You know, it, it's good that we can see if we can uh, find out some uh, inside information and stuff like that for you. So, uh, yep, and uh, if, if nothing else, everybody have a great holiday. We'll talk to you all before the Snowball Derby that's coming up here in the first week of December. Yep, have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mark. See ya. See ya.